There's nothing really going on in the Michigan football world. It's the bye week. We're going to talk improvement week and who is trying to get. I can't even get through that. We're going to talk about this new bombshell report that has been added by Pete Thamel on ESPN. Potentially big problems. Let's talk about it on this episode of Lockdown Wolverines. You are locked on Wolverines. Your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire 3 USA Today Sports Media Group. Very much would have liked to have gotten this out a little sooner. We're still just a couple hours after the bombshell report by Pete Thamel has been released on Connor Stallions, and we are just going to get into it. Before we even get into it, I want to clarify one thing. I still stand by every single thing that I said earlier in the week or last week, late last week. None of that's necessarily changed just because, and I'd like to thank Google for letting me know stuff. Um, I still stand by that. It's still irresponsible. The first report with by Pete Thamel, where he's allowing a rival Big Ten coach to come on and say whatever he wants to say unchecked without providing evidence. If you want to have those anonymous quotes, you can do that, especially after you've had evidence. Otherwise, it's just allowing people with axes to grind to grind their axes publicly. That said, let's let's talk about what the report is. Then we'll get into my reaction, and then we'll get into where we go from here, okay? I think that's the best way to do it. Um, so... Pete Thamel says that ESPN has found a paper trail in which uh, Connor Stallions had purchased tickets for 30 Big Ten games over the course of the last three years. And it was 11 teams, 11 Big Ten teams provided this. He used his own name to purchase tickets, which seems... It's interesting. We'll we'll get to that a little bit. Uh, But that's that's the brunt of it. He also alleges that there is electronic, something electronic going on here, right? So let's actually just go right to the report here, just so that I don't misspeak. Um, All right, this is the old one. Let me, I I closed the new one here. So that's kind of annoying. But we're going to get to the actual one here. In two seconds. Um, okay, here we go. Pete Thamel. Connor Stallions, the suspended Michigan staffer at the center of NCAA sign-stealing pro, purchased tickets in his own name for more than 30 games over the past three years at 11 different Big Ten schools. The scope of Michigan's alleged sign-stealing operation includes both video evidence of electronics prohibited by the NCAA to steal signs and a significant paper trail, sources told ESPN. Stallions forwarded the, t- forwarded the tickets he bought to at least three different people in different areas of the country, sources say, which hints at the breadth of the operation. Again, so three people across the country, that's not a vast network, number one. Just, just saying that that's a very small, like, I think every single person in, in this that's watching or listening to this 
has three people that they can probably go to for something. It's not, that's not a vast network. That's just a network. <laughs> um, the NCAA is expected to receive video evidence this week of illegal technology used in scouting tied to tickets purchased by stallions, according to sources. An opposing Big Ten school looked up in-stadium surveillance video from a game earlier this year, and sources said the person in the seat of the ticket purchased by stallions had held his smartphone up and appeared to film the home team sideline the entire game. Sources confirmed to ESPN that stallions purchased tickets on both sides of the stadium across from each bench for Ohio State's game with Penn State on Saturday. Michigan plays both teams in the upcoming weeks. According to sources, the tickets purchased by Stallions were not used Saturday. Stallions' name emerged publicly in an ESPN story Friday. That, okay, whatever. None of the tickets that the 11 schools told ESPN about involved Michigan as an opponent. Per sources, the games involved either one or both the teams that the Wolverines were playing later that season. Um, Stallions didn't respond to all of that. So, um, So that is the what? Sources told ESPN last week of an elaborate scouting system that appears to be emerging less than a week after Yahoo Sports first reported the NCAA was investigating Michigan's scouting. One source told ESPN that Salians bought tickets to five different games at that school over the past three years. Another said it was four games over the past two years. A third source said it was nine games over the past three years. Some of the purchases were single tickets. Others were for multiple people. And sometimes seats were bought on both sides of the stadium near midfield. So there are many things that this could be. Um, so so it, wh- how does it look before I get into my actual reaction? It doesn't look very good on its face. Uh, rival fans, before you start getting all angry about you, because you want me to just automatically say everything is bad at Michigan. No, that's not what we're going to do, but we're going to get into the bad as well. Right. Uh, I I do obviously want to address this in an earnest and honest way, instead of just putting on some maize and blue colored sunglasses here, but it looks bad, right? Because to some degree, what we, we, what we had talked about is Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and you know, the fact that he, He's declined to having any knowledge of, of any of this, which still very much could be true. I'll explain that here in a few. Uh, but uh, also because of his, I don't, you know, I do everything by the rules, that type of thing. But we take the rules very seriously. That, that has been a common theme of the Jim Harbaugh era. We're not going to skirt the rules, yada, yada, yada. So to have this on the heels of kind of, you know, not nothing really simmered down over the weekend. It it looks really bad and it very well could be really bad, but there's a lot more that goes into it than just what's on, on his face. We're going to get into the, what I think is actually happened. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to put that overlay that with what I had said earlier. We're going to overlay that with, what it very well could be, and all of that. We're going to do all of that here in just a few moments. Before we do that, <laughs> kind of seems like an odd time to do it, but now is the time for the Game Changer of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like both of Michigan's tight ends, in a day before tight end National Tight End Day, the way that both A.J. Barner, who had 99 yards on eight catches and a touchdown, and Colston Loveland, who had, I think, 
four catches for 74 yards and two touchdowns uh, against Michigan State. That uh, <laughs> they're the game changers, right? They complete Athletic Brewing Company has also completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Uh, incredible performance by both uh, both of the tight ends against Michigan State, and what they did alleviates a lot of my concerns about not having an obvious number three wide receiver. So it was because of them that Michigan continuously moved the chains on third down. Obviously, they got in the end zone three times. Incredible, incredible performances by both of those guys. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden, Sours, and more. No hangovers ever. That's the best part. That is the absolute best part. You can you can drink to your heart's content, get the taste that you love, even better than a lot of those other the, those other beers out there. These near beers, these brews, heck of a lot better. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. I think I do that every time. First-time customers can use the code LOCKEDON to get 15% off of your first online order. That's LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right, let's uh, continue on. If I seem out of breath, it's because I took a long walk. Took a five-mile walk. I haven't been doing that in the season. I think I only went like four times all year, uh, all season so far. And I needed to clear my head to just kind of make sure that I had a grasp of all of this. So what's my initial reaction? It's obviously like, oh, no's, (laughs) you know. But the more I think about it, it's kind of what we said could maybe have been the case, right? That. Connor went, you know, let's overlay this first, right? right. What what did I say about as far as what my sources had told me when I spoke to my very, very good sources uh, back in uh, back about a month ago when I thought I was I was alerted to something like this. To something like this, and then they 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 said, uh, but it was about Matt Weiss and they assured me, no, definitely not. We would know something like that if that was true. How, you know, and however, uh, not however, but just generally like, no, we would know about it. And I believe the person who told me that. Now, could they have known more and or deceived me? Absolutely. That is absolutely a possibility. Potentially a probability. Um, With that in mind, I think the thing is here, when you look at the rules, this doesn't necessarily change anything. Because... It, the rules are, and this is where, like, Jim Harbaugh, if he didn't know about it, number one, which that's what he claims, I didn't know about this and I didn't direct anybody to do any, anything like this. That very well could be true because someone had told me back when Michigan's, Michigan was getting their signs stolen by Ohio State 
And they were trying to get Jim Harbaugh to coerce Don Brown to change his signs for the Ohio State game. Jim Harbaugh didn't know, didn't care, you know, dele- you know, continued to delegate to Don Brown, blah, yada, 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 right? So I think the, there is a plausible deniability that Jim Harbaugh himself has. Now, when it comes to the actual what happened, it kind of exists, I think, in a gray area, right? Dan Wetzel on Yahoo kind of wrote up like his Occam's razor of what it was of an overzealous, uh, low level staffer kind of trying to do everything they could to make themselves look good. And they went a little too far and beyond, right? So the rule, again, the, the, the spirit and the letter of the rule is that staffers cannot attend opponents' games. It's been that way since 1994. Technically, that's still accurate, even with this bombshell. Technically. If Jim Harbaugh and no other staff knew about it, you know, just think Connor's a, if Connor did this as alleged, you know, the, he, he can do all these things and the staff just thinks he's a rock star, right? Obviously the question is where, where did he get the money to spend that much? Cause we're talking, if it's 30 games at, at bare minimum, we're talking $3,000, right? Games aren't cheap anymore. It's not these, the days are gone of 2014 generally where you're where I was able to get tickets for like twenty dollars a game off of StubHub general you know, in the end zone. Plus these are fifty yard line seats. So we're talking um well, I said yeah, three thousand. Is that right? Yeah, three three thousand. At 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 bare, bare minimum. It's possible. Put it all on a credit card. Just buying two tickets to each game. I mean obviously Penn State at Ohio State is going to be a heck of a lot more. So we're probably looking more at like five, six grand. It's possible. Reported to make $55,000 a year. Not a lot of money, but I mean, you, you can make that happen. If you, if you have credit cards, if you allocate the money in a certain way, yada, yada, yada. If it's important enough to you, keep in mind he works with a team. He probably doesn't have to pay for a lot of meals, you know, so doesn't have to pay for any of his own travel. If So it's certainly possible that he is a lone wolf. Is it plausible that he's a lone wolf? I don't know. Uh, I, I, it, it could honestly go either way. I think there's probably people inside the staff that absolutely feel or absolutely would know. But do we have those connections? We don't. You can sit there and worst case scenario yourself it yourself as much as you want. That uh, that doesn't whatever, but if the staff does know, if Jim Harbaugh does know that this happened, if you can make that connection, just just because he's in the building, doesn't mean that everyone knows, right? That's going to be the impulse: is Jim Harbaugh is a cheater? Okay, we don't know that. We know that Connor Stallions really walked a fine line that could go on either side of that line to potentially steal signs. Okay. But again, by the letter and the law of the rule, not great. 
if this was a from the top down scenario, yeah, Michigan deserves to vacate games and all of that stuff. Rival fans, I know that's what you're waiting for me to say. If you break the rules, that would be, I think, if it's directed by the coaching staff, of which, I mean, he's a low-level staffer, so he, he is part of the staff in which he had some direction, but I think a lot of it matters, and I hate, I absolutely hate that he could be a potential scapegoat, because that could also be true, right? Like, if we know he's got a paper trail at this point, which still seems really odd to me, uh, but we know that he has a paper trail, and it was provided by those schools to ESPN. But if he, if he did 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 this at the direction of other coaches, yes, absolutely, Michigan's in trouble. If he did it on his own, Michigan probably is still in a little bit of trouble. But honestly, that you, it's going to have to go beyond those connections, right? This on its face is, is awful. And we, we have to hear more about the electronic surveillance and, and all of that type of stuff. That Because if it's just people holding up iPhones and whatever, that I mean, literally anyone can do that. You can go to a game tomorrow and, and, and do that, right? <laughs> so may, maybe not tomorrow. Well, Maction. Tuesday night Maction happening yet. But... Um, yeah, it's it's not a great great look at the moment regardless of if he if he did it, if he didn't do it, all of this stuff. And at this point, I mean, we haven't seen the receipts obviously themselves, but if ESPN's reporting it to this degree, then chances are that they have seen said receipts. And that's not a good scenario for Connor unfortunately. For the rest of Michigan, they have to be able to make those connections. So my Occam's razor is pretty similar to Dan Wetzel's. Dan Wetzel from Yahoo wrote an article yesterday and his Occam's razor was Connor was an overzealous staffer that went and and did this and looks that much more like a rock star. We'll find out. And I know that there there are people who want me to say a lot more bad things. There's people that want me to just go ahead and just dispel any fault. Unfortunately, I can't do that just yet. We'll, we'll, there will be a time in which we'll know more and we'll be able to, to say one way or the other. I'm not going to spit fire where there are matches lightly burning, right? That just seems ridiculous. All right, so that felt very clumsy because <laughs> I'm, I am trying to walk a line. I understand there are people out there that say, tell me every single thing that you know. I, unfortunately... I can't do that, and the, what I know is certainly far in the past. There's nothing that I know that really if changes the game one way or the other from today's news, because I've told you for the most part what I know there. I can't tell you every conversation. I can't tell you who told me. I can't do any of that stuff, but um, we're just going to unfortunately have to wait a bit to kind of find out more, but what could happen to Michigan We'll get into that here in just a few moments. Before we do, you know what? You take your mind off of all of this. It's Monday night football. By the time that I'm saying this, it's already going, so it doesn't even matter. 
But certainly, maybe we got Tuesday night action probably happening. I believe there's football every single day uh, now. I think that's kind of a thing. So how can you get in on that? Prize picks. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you versus the numbers. That's what makes it so much fun. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks the most fun I've had winning 25 times my money this football season. You select two or more players, pick more or less on a projected stats, place your entry. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you've got the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. With quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, that's what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Just think about what you could do with Michigan's tight ends in any of these upcoming games, right? You could do Colston Loveland, A.J. Barner. You know, you, you, could, you could sit there and you could try to figure out if Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards, who's going to have the, have the big day, especially against a team like Purdue, who's kind of struggling defensively. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. That's prize picks. All right, so let's, uh, let's finish up here. What, what could happen to Michigan at this juncture? Um, it, if they don't make a connection between Connor and Jim Harbaugh or Jesse Minter or any other staffer, I would say Michigan is probably as a whole in the clear. They could potentially have some, I don't think that they'll have a bunch of games forfeited or, you know, wiped off the record books or any of that kind of stuff. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Um, if Jim Harbaugh knew and did direct this and put out a statement saying that he didn't know and didn't direct this completely different story, then I think you're, you're vacating seasons, which I mean, the seasons happened regardless. Um, Considering I think the truth tends to lie a little bit more in the middle, whatever. I mean, I, I could see some games being, being vacated, but you also like, it's also difficult because you can't necessarily prove that because they scouted in person that, which by the way, I just don't feel like that was necessary. I'll, I'll add that. I don't feel like the scouting in person thing was necessary whatsoever. So, because Michigan has enough talent to be, and and they know that as they proved against Michigan State, they they have a pretty good idea of what's happening from a schematic standpoint, and put guys in the right place at the right time, you know. And that I mean, the, even when they don't, they have players that are fast enough to be mistake erasers and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, there's that. But I, I, if it's somewhere more in the middle, yeah, they could lose some, they could lose some games. I don't think it necessarily, because it, when it comes to sign stealing and all that stuff, I think it's a question of how, how often were those signs stolen? And a, and a lot of the bigger games, 
like Ohio State last year, right? Ohio State changed all of their signs before the Michigan game anyway. They admitted that, and Michigan still did to them what they did, right? It doesn't, that didn't affect the game, just like it didn't affect the Michigan State game this last week where Michigan couldn't steal the signs unless they literally had a microphone on the helmet of Kattenhauser, right? Like, so, um, I do think that this is a situation, though, where Michigan is living in a gray area because it wasn't a staffer actually at the games doing it. And even though Connor reportedly, allegedly, bought tickets and sent other people, the other people that are going there, especially if it was on Connor's personal account and all that stuff, that isn't, you know, you need, you need some extra stuff, right? you need more to kind of make that connection. And again, it's not a staffer who's there. So it is kind of living in a gray area, right? It's kind of like the satellite camps. Lat was living in a gray area, you know, and this looks worse than the, than the satellite camps, but in a lot of ways, it's kind of the same before they, they changed the everything for the worse and then back kind of to the better. Uh, but it was one of those things everyone was angry about, but I mean, uh, again, it's just, it's a bizarre place to live in. Uh, I don't like it. I'll, I, again, I'll add that. <laughs> it's just, I, I know, again, people are going to get angry if I don't take a firm opinion one way or the other. I, I don't like it. I don't think it was necessary. I don't think that this needed to happen to this degree. Uh, do I think Michigan won and a lot of its games because of this? I don't. People like to come out there and say things about like, oh, TCU, that's why they couldn't steal. They didn't think they'd be playing TCU. Therefore, they didn't. That had nothing to do with the TCU game. TCU had a completely different game plan. They loaded up to stop the run and force JJ to beat them. JJ made two really bad throws. Got, you know, had, had a bad game because he had two really bad throws. Otherwise, Michigan was able to throw mostly all over them. But those two really bad throws made the difference. Defensively, missed tackles were more of the culprit than anything. And also, I think that the game plan, the idea of we're going to just continue to blitz Max Dugan instead of doing kind of what they did to C.J. Stroud of we're going to keep everything in front of us. I, I think that that, I understand what they were trying to do. I just, I thought, it, I think it was a faulty game plan. Michigan trying to be too cute with, Different things they were doing in that game is why Michigan lost. Not Michigan didn't have their signals and they had everyone else's signals. Right? It it doesn't really matter when you think about games like Penn State last year. They could know exactly what Penn State is doing from a defensive standpoint. And if, if you're running dive plays as much as Michigan was, I mean, at some point, you should be able to stop it. At some point, it's just matching up one-on-one. So, uh, I, I just don't think it made as big of a difference. That's just me. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll get to last week's mailbag, which probably has a lot of questions about this. Uh, we'll do that on Tuesday, tomorrow. Um, and Wednesday, we'll see if anything more comes out, see if I can get my thoughts back uh, together a little bit better. I, they're just kind of scattered. 
I wanted to tell you kind of what I what I thought. I, I just think Michigan's most. I don't feel, I don't like it, and I think Michigan's living in kind of a gray area. Sorry, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us. We'll be back soon. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Peace.